0: live recording at the North Pocono Public Library in Moscow, Pennsylvania. We are coming to you in front of a live audience for the first time. And a special thank you to Chris Kelly and Justine Yeager for arranging this special event and our friends and family who have come out to support us.
1: Yes, thank you to all, everyone who took part in this and is here. This is very exciting.
0: Hi, Donnie.
1: Hello, Mara.
0: And welcome back to a special episode <laughs> of A Real Page Turner. And even though we have a live audience, we are going to follow our usual format tonight, talking about the book and the movie. But we want to hear from everyone. So if you have a question or comments, please feel free to shout it out or come up and use the microphone.
1: Okay. Yes. All right. You wanna you wanna get started on the book? Sure. Tell us a so- little about it.
0: <laughs> this week, we are talking about Amy Tan's 1989 debut novel, The Joy Luck Club. And we chose this book because, one, um, we want to celebrate Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which kicks off in May, as well as our special Mother's Day edition. So The Joy Luck Club follows the story of four Chinese mothers and their American-born daughters. And so it was published in 1989. So Donnie, tell us a little bit about the um
1: movie yes the movie came out in 1993 it was uh, directed by wayne wayne wang and it was written by amy tan and ronald bass <laughs> it stars as the four daughters of rosalind chow, chow lauren tom tamilin Tamita, and ming na wen and as their mothers uh sai chen Qiu chen lisa Liu, and france Duen. <laughs> uh it was a financial success uh made over 32 million dollars at the box office and was a critical success with an... It has an 86% score on Rotten Tomatoes. In 2020, it was inducted into the National Film Registry being uh, culturally, historically, or, or aesthetically significant. Yeah. It was a very, like, an intense, like, movie. It was... I It was pretty sad. I Like, there were some really heartbreaking parts. Very uh, significant and beautifully made film.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. I liked the film and I had seen it years and years ago and it's been one of my favorites and then I had to go and rewatch it because I felt like there were certain parts that stuck out to me the first time I saw it and they seemed to do that again the second time I saw it and I really did like the book quite a bit and I thought the movie was pretty true to the book you know there were some certain differences Mm -hmm. but I think one of the claims that I've seen for the movie is the use of like sound and scenery um, and symbolism that you could see in the movie
1: that you don't necessarily see in the book Yes, that's one of the advantages of film that you can show, not tell. And, uh, on the podcast, I've kind of made, made this point, you know, but this is a film that definitely lives up to that of sh- showing, not telling. There was some, you know, Beautiful aesthetics to it.
0: Yeah, and I liked the narration in the movie. You know, it starts out with that narration where the book kind of goes through different chapters, which when you read on this book, these were originally short stories and vignettes that Amy Tan wrote and then decided to bring together into like one cohesive story so the way she set them up in the book were like in the individual vignettes that then made the book which i thought was interesting and the movie kind of jumps around from like, i think they do one mother story at a time which is a little bit different than the book
1: yeah it made things a little easier for me because they kind of feel like you knew who they were focusing on and you know what uh what's stories they were telling and you know the book it was a little hard to follow at times but it was very good i did enjoy the. i did enjoy the- yeah i
0: agree <laughs> a little bit. i mean and i thought there was you know some of the differences that i think we were talking about earlier was that the the mother Su, Su Yan who's passed away and that's the evidence for this group meeting her daughter is going to see June is going to see the long lost twins in China. And in the book, they know their mother's dead, but in the movie, they don't know she's dead until they get. So there's yeah. A little difference. And it's just a small difference, but it, you know, it adds that drama to the movie that the mother, you know, the aunt has lied and told these twins that their mother, they, I mean, she lied by omission that they weren't dead, but she leaves that responsibility upon June to tell them that their mother is dead.
1: Yeah. It's kind of another example of like showing and not telling. Cause it, you know, but created this intense moment, and where you know, with all the dramatics, of her talent telling them that they that she is dead, whereas you know, reading it in a letter that wouldn't you know wouldn't really have the punch, the emotional punch to it as. The face-to-face telling. And you see that a lot in films.
0: And we were talking about one of the saddest parts. I know. What did you think was, what was one of the saddest parts?
1: I said say the um, death of the baby. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's the part I remember from the movie the most is when she drowns the baby. Um, I'm trying to think which, which mother did that. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, so St. Claire has a baby that she is punishing her husband who has left her and she drowns the baby in the bathtub. Oh, we should have led with spoiler alert, everybody. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> For those who haven't read it or watched it, spoiler alert. We usually leave with that. Sorry, there's a dead baby. She drowns it um, in response to her husband leaving her and cheating on her. And it's a very sad scene. And she kind of like lets this baby float away and drown in the bathtub, which is really sad, but it doesn't happen in the book. Like, I think that's a very big departure in to- it's really sad in the book. I mean, in the movie, but in the book, that that doesn't happen.
1: No. Uh, in the book, it was the, she had had an abortion.
0: Yeah. She sure. like yes. forces an abortion through, I forget how, if she took something or concoction yeah. back then. And so that's what she does to get back at the husband, which I guess is not as, you can't really show that as dramatically in a movie, but it's. Yes. <laughs> I just thought it was a big departure. And, it, and it's really one of the most moving scenes in the book. And it, but it's almost hard to, I don't know, in my mind, like when the daughter learns about it, I would have been like, hmm, my next. You know? <laughs> 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 but yeah, so kind of use
1: that, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great point there. A lot of like tear-jerking scenes. So like one that really got to me is, you know, kind of bringing it back to the uh, the two uh, twins, like the long-lost twins. And uh, when the shoulder story of them and when she's the mother in, in China is carrying the twins around and she leaves them at the foot of the tree and, you know, her just, you know, anguish and, you know, just her crying in such pain and, you know, how, like, it was a deep emotional scene that I, like don't get me wrong, I thought that was a very well-made film, but, you know, that even though, like, these parts can make you sad and it it's, you know, I do recommend wa- watching it, that, you know, it's good to have a range of emotions when you're uh, watching films. and Yeah,
0: you know. no, I thought that was good you know, like, I think a lot of the film's like and that you obviously read about the book to our you know, sacrifice and have these refugees, you know, leaving and fleeing China that they are faced with making difficult decisions. Which what you get from the movie, but the book I, I mean what you get from the book, sorry, in the reverse, but the movie really shows that, you know, when you see her making that decision and leaving those babies with her valuables, hoping
1: somebody will, you know, take them. Well, that we later know that they and it turned out okay. Yes, they were yeah. back. So,
0: yes. The end, she does. But the mother doesn't get to see them or know. Know them because she has passed away.
1: Yeah, it's.
0: And I liked the, I, I thought the two young girls who played young Waverly and June were very good. And you could see that dynamic of that competition between them of having to be the best and mothers who wanted their kids to be like the superstar, the best. And, you know, yeah. you, you get that in the book, right? Like, you know, the, the one was supposedly a great pianist who tanked yeah. on campus. And <laughs> the other one is, the, you know, the chess superstar. Yeah.
1: So I thought,
0: you know, they played those relationships very well. And I thought truthfully. I,
1: yeah, there's one part that really stuck out to me, like towards the end when they're at that dinner and they said something about playing the piano and they, uh, and she's asked um, about like, didn't you used to play the piano? And she just kind of like a short, very matter of fact, just goes, no, no, she didn't. But, you know, we obviously know she did, but it was probably a painful memory for her like that. It wasn't like kind of the fun of it was sucked out that she didn't want to have that competition with it, so to speak.
0: And the one with the ancillary character, kind of a backstory. Like you know, in the in the background, who I really love, and I thought they did a really good job with him in the movie. Was Mr. Chong, was old Chong, the piano teacher. The what? The piano teacher.
1: Oh yes, yes.
0: And I liked him. I thought he was. I thought he was funny in both of them. Like I thought he was a good casting.
1: Yeah, That's the comedic relief is you know, is good. That even in such an emotional and sad movie, you do have to have some lighter moments to let the audience breathe. And he did a good job with
0: that. And when you talk about that kind of comedic relief, the other part where I thought they did that. Was well, in the movie was when um when let me think which 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 one was it um lindo Zhang is matched to Huang tai tai and she goes to meet him and they're young and they have to get married and he makes her sleep on a mat in the in their bedroom because they're like 14 and he's a little bit <laughs> craver um <laughs> So, and in the in the movie, like in the book, that's like very like sad, but she's relieved. But I thought the com the comedic relief for that was when he presents her with like the lizard in the movie because there's not really a lizard in the book. Like he doesn't have this lizard pet that she is that's like scampering around and staring at her. So it's like something super small, but it made it funnier yeah. in the movie than in the book, where it's kind of like more sad that she's just sleeping on a mat.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I was kind of like creeped out by that dynamic and. Just- like, like the whole how she was kind of forced into it, and like, especially the, the one part, like, after that that really stuck out to me that like made me feel bad was where the mother in law was kind of beating her because she wasn't giving her a grandchild yet. And it's like, oh, geez, like, this is like crazy, like, the worst mother in law you could find. <laughs> and she's like, like <laughs> Yeah. yeah so.
0: So maybe we should turn to our audience. Does anyone
2: have any questions or comments? Anyone? Everyone's shy. Anyone You can. You've got guests coming to the microphone Um, yeah, I definitely thought it was like a really, it was, it was sad. Like, okay. So full disclosure that I hadn't, I haven't finished it completely, but it was, it was, it was, there was a lot of sadness in in the book. And I think it was like really subtle the storytelling. There were several points where I was just like, did I, did I miss something? And I'd have to kind of go back. I will say there was a lot of jumping back and forth to, so I could keep like straight who was the daughter, who was the mother, who was related to whom, all of that. But, um, I I also thought, you know, talking about um, Asian and Pacific Islander Month, like, I thought it was really neat that we got a glimpse, because it takes place between China and America, we got to see a lot of those cultural differences and we were exposed to a bunch of chinese words in the book cuz full disclosure again i did not see the movie but in the book like being you know just having it sprinkled with chinese words and um in context so we knew or straight up being told what that meant and just kind of this this um and, and i think that this is universal like with mothers and daughters or like the, the the one generation and then the next generation like the way the old way of doing things the old way of doing things and you know the new way and how these two things came up against each other and traditional roles in the family or in even society and what was expected of females in you know in Chinese society or especially at that time and how these mothers really just wanted their daughters to kind of follow those traditions and the daughters were so westernized uh, you know being born in America that they you know I think that, that that clash was was really important for the reader to kind of like get a glimpse into that that world and you know so I listening to you talk about the movie though I'm definitely I did I did borrow it from the library because you can borrow movies <laughs> DVDs from the library I did borrow my copy from the library so I uh, I'm excited to go watch it I I'm not excited for the dead baby because I was you're talking about the dead baby like I don't remember dead baby in the book like I don't remember the bathtub I don't remember any of that and I thought that I missed that part but uh, so I'm not excited about that but I you know the we're talking about with um the arranged marriage and I you know, there was definitely not a lizard in the book. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for these moments of levity. So you are, you know, I definitely want to go home and watch that, the movie. But yeah, just my, my my input to this was just being able to have a window into the culture and um, and how beliefs, values, what they mean, you know, with the stuff that's timeless and the stuff that is rooted in the old and the new, and people can't see them doing finger quotes, the old and the new. Yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, you brought up a good point about the Chinese words in the, in the book,
0: because- when I was reading something like, about Amy Tan saying she was writing this you could see in, when you read in the book she's saying like the best word I could find is this. So it's like some words no matter what in Chinese or in another language don't translate identically into English. That's so and they had to like explain that to you in the in the book when she was trying to say like the best thing i come up with and I can't remember the word exactly and I would probably butcher it anyway. Um, would say like this was the word that was closest. And I think that's interesting in the book because because there's like that still like that language or meaning barrier to how they communicate. But you're right. There's a lot of universal themes in the book. You know, even if you can't relate to first born, first generation American or um, being of a different culture, you know, the mother daughter theme was very prominent.
2: That that's in the book. I saw so much of, of my myself with my mother in that. So I do think, you know, that that's the universal, truly relatable yeah. theme. So great, well, thank,
0: thank you. you. Thank you Thanks for uh, giving us your opinion, sure. your insight to give you. So um what else
2: did
1: we want to talk about? Yeah. Um well, one thing was interesting I found when reading about it is that they kind of expected after this movie to come out to kind of create a trend of more like Asian movies with predominantly Asian casts and it didn't quite work out on, unfortunately like that because well actually like another predominantly asian cast in the film didn't come out until 2018 when crazy rich asians came out so it's very um in- interesting how that prediction didn't really fulfill there
0: yeah what i was reading of was amy tan was saying that she had no hope when this movie came out that there was going this was going to open the door for more asian actors and it didn't it, it did it in some ways but not every, not always, where there wasn't a full Asian cast, like you're right, until Crazy yeah. Seasons. And the two people who were, and a lot of the cast was relatively unknown at the time for the Joy Luck Club, except for Ming-Na um, who was yeah. in the ER. Yeah, <laughs> for all our ER fans. She was, in, it was an old one, but she had been in ER. Um, so she was about yeah. relatively well-known. And the other person was Lauren Tom. And I don't remember what she was, in, but she was Lena St. Clair. But those were two relatively well-known Asian actors at the time, but they were, I think, kind of the only ones and then one of my favorites michael paul chen who was harold the husband harold <laughs> and he was on the closer major crimes so if anyone watched closer major crimes he's one of the best parts of it
1: well i've never seen them so <laughs> <laughs> well you're familiar? gonna have to. okay
0: and i know you're too young to see an er so <laughs> yeah.
1: i'm not a fan of me- medical shows <laughs> <laughs> If I want to see blood I watch Friday the 13th.
0: <laughs> and then we have our other our other actor who we talked about was in this one. I think he's in our he's in our next episode too, right? We said it was he
1: Yes, um uh Andrew McCarthy is a 80s 80s star. Uh, Yes. Yeah, and he will be in uh, the movie that we are discussing next week. I don't want to spoil it yet.
0: Coincidentally. We're not, yeah. We're, yeah, we did just choose it's Andrew McCarthy. No. <laughs> um, but, he, yeah, so he was, and he didn't have a big part, but, um, oh. you know, a small part of being
1: the, uh, uh, um, the Rose's yeah, husband. Yeah, the husband. Yeah, Rose's husband.
0: Rose's husband. Like you said, Justine, it was hard to follow. I had them mapped out on my paper here. <laughs> who was who? Was so, because it is a little bit hard to follow was down back when you door. have like a true um, what do they call these casts now? Ensemble, thank you my friend Aaron coming up with the big word <laughs> the ensemble cast because you know you don't see a ton of those all the time. I mean more recently no. but it was truly an ensemble cast in my opinion.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Any other major differences or uh,
1: No, I think that about covers it. Does anyone have any other questions? Questions, comments?
0: Concerns <laughs> No concerns from the from the audience. Couldn't. So you're saying that the book jumps around and you're not it's harder to follow than the movie? Yes. Yeah, so the question from the audience was does the book jump around and harder to follow than the movie? And I would say yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because each chapter starts with their name, right, just to keep me out of it but yeah. each starts with the name of the person, like Suwak, um, Suyan, Su- and then Auntie Lindo, and it, it kind of lays it out for you in that aspects where it's a little bit harder to follow on who's who than it is in the movie. Because I think the movie, you have a face to put with a name. Yeah. And you won't hear me say that often, but that <laughs> I like the movie just as much as the book. But in this yeah. case, I did. Because I think it followed it with a few, just few glaring differences that, you know, it, it had the same impact. You know, they didn't change any yeah. major characters. They didn't condense any characters, which is kind of surprising given that there was really eight people you had to follow. True. Yeah. Four brothers and four daughters, which is a lot of people to follow. And I think they could have made the decision to condense that. But maybe they, I think they did it didn't, and, and, didn't, and, and this is my, my opinion, opinion, because they centered around, around the, Laje the Laje Laje table, of like, like north, south, east, and west, so you really needed four people to do that. And maybe that, I don't know why they made that decision, or just that amy tan was involved in the screenwriting
1: that she wanted it to stay true to it yeah this is probably one of the more faithful adaptations that we've we've had on here like it's you know not a lot of differences which is very interesting because some we we've seen where like the movies are vastly different from the book
0: yeah, or there's some <laughs> imagination if a short story that has to expand on, which is what we'll
1: do. Yeah. Yes, I predict there will be a lot of differences between it. So, <laughs> yes. so
0: there we go. Y'all to in next
1: week. Yeah, Oh, you Andrew McCarthy fans. <laughs>
0: So, well, thanks, everyone, for coming today and um, participating. And thanks again to the library and our friends Justine and Chris at the library and my friend Almeida for hooking us up. And um, thanks to all of our listeners. And as usual, keep reading.
1: And keep watching.
2: Thank you. Thank you.